0: Hey everyone, welcome to a special Memorial Day edition of the Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon, I'm the host of the Going in Circles podcast networks. If you haven't seen it, check out the latest Going in Circles newsletter, which concerns the raging topic of whips at Mammoth Park. Uh, we have a uh, put a piece out today, and I'm sure Barry and I will be discussing that uh On tonight's show, it seems to have taken a life of its own, and we both have pretty interesting feelings. So, check it out. We'll be back here in just a few minutes with the sniper, Mr. Barry Spears, to talk about that and uh, a plethora of other things. Welcome, Mr. Spears.
1: What's happening, Mr. Simon, sir?
0: Well, it's a little windy here (laughs) in the studios tonight.
1: Yeah, but it's still like 70 out, right?
0: Oh, yes. It's about 73. But Those poor
1: suckers up north are freezing and raining.
0: It was a little disturbing to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they're in jackets and mama. (laughs) Yeah, like. What's going on? That's not supposed to happen. It's hot here. Not (laughs) in June. (laughs) How come it's not hot everywhere?
1: (laughs) That's what happens. Poor life decisions. Stay up north. That's what happens, man.
0: Global colding. Well.
1: But they they think it's the 4th of July here, so... uh, All day long. You know
0: know what was weird was, um, I swear, this thought crossed my mind this morning. Boy, I got to make sure I tune into the the hot dog eating contest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Joey Jaws.
0: I wanted to see him. The the man. He's like a month and a half away, bro. America's greatest hero, (laughs) Joey Chestnut, the undisputed champion of his sport.
1: Joey Jaws. That's my dog.
0: Well, we have a controversy.
1: A controversy or several.
0: Well, one seems to be. You know what's funny is that no matter how many controversies we have in horse racing, there always seems to be one that like rises over uh, all the other ones and gets like all the attention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cream rises to the top every time. And
0: I'll be surprised, or excuse me, I, I was surprised by the fact that I got a lot of feedback, a lot of like private messages and um, emails and stuff about this topic. And of course, we're talking about the uh, the whip rule in, in New Jersey. Um, and I didn't think that the Baffert commentary would be overtaken, but it has. And oh, yeah. I know nationally, of course, and it's not nearly as big of a story, but um, it seems to have really struck a chord with people here and I, that really took took me by surprise. I mean, Mammoth is, is a decidedly B-level track. Um, they don't run very much. They run on weekends for the most part. Um, you know, their stay schedule has been pared down quite a bit from the glory days and uh, there, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but... Uh,
1: well, it's uh, it's it's Tampa Bay Downs North, basically.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a, a, that's a good way of putting it, actually. But the whip rule has really, I think, about eighty-five percent of the people are really against it, and and there's like fifteen percent of the people that just want to <laughs> convince you that you're stupid because you know you're against it. Yeah, like the Jedi mind trick, like you didn't see what you saw when you watched those races. Yeah. <laughs> but I was really surprised that, um, that it got as much attention. And maybe I shouldn't be because, uh, you know, I had said before, I think last week, that my show with Chris DiCarlo, which was kind of a, just an impromptu show last summer, uh, I think maybe last September, um, was one of our highest downloaded shows. And that was talking about this rule, which had just been passed. So it's not like this hasn't been um, in the spotlight for, or not in the spotlight, but it's, it's not as though we have known that this was going to happen. I, I guess people maybe thought that uh, it was going to uh, be delayed or, or changed or modified or I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I
1: think a lot of people thought that it was going to be changed before they started uh, running races. And clearly that did not happen. And all I have to say is wait till they start running turf races.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of issues. and I mean, you had texted me a couple times this weekend about races from there. Today. <laughs> I watched. And I watched a couple yesterday. And uh, I was... I mean, to me, it, it was clear in a lot of cases, almost every race had a, a horse or more than a horse that clearly looked like they were not focused, that they were pulling themselves up, that they weren't switching leads, that they were kind of expecting, uh, you know, some sort of encouragement, that they weren't getting it. And, you know, some of the things I saw today was, uh, especially, you know, you called me about, uh, or texted me about the second race. Oh, yeah. That was, and if that you watched the second rough. race... Uh, And I put a tweet out after this. I said, if you watched the second race of Mammoth and didn't know that they were under these, you know, kind of ludicrous restrictions. I mean, not letting you tap a horse on the shoulder is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And I don't care anyone. You can support it all you want. It's stupid. I'm not saying that. And no one's for beating horses. Now, I've been an advocate of, of regulation of whips for 20 years for a long time and you can ask anyone that's ever worked for me how many times i've told exercise riders do not hit the horse carry the stick but do not hit the horse if the horse isn't working good then he's not working good it's a workout um and i was always someone that before they ran i wanted to to hit him once at least some point during a, a work so that When it happened in a race, it wasn't going to shock their system. It was something that at least they had had seen before, especially horses that might be wearing blinkers that aren't going to even be able to see it. So it's not as though I'm some advocate of beating up horses or anything like that, but there's a lot of other reasons that you would use a stick in a race other than to just beat the horse. And I'm not a jockey and uh, I don't play one on television or, or I, I'm not proclaiming that I'm, I have some great personal knowledge of riding horses, but I don't. But I, I've spoken to enough jockeys about this situation and people who are well-respected, well-spoken people, not just uh, you know, you know, people who are yahoos. And there's so many occasions where um, having a whip is, is necessary, not to mention that these jockeys have ridden for years and years and years with it. And I know they're saying, well, you know, uh, the, uh, people, uh, five of the seven didn't even wear, it use it. And, well, Chris DiCarlo brought up a good point, was that there's only one type of whip that you're even allowed to carry. Which would seem to be stupid that they would say that. If you're not going to let them use it, what difference does it make which type they have, right? Right. But, but um there's only one type that they're going to let them use, which is fine. It's, uh, I think the, you know, Ramon Dominguez's whip, which has proven to be a, a really um, innovative idea and a very successful, uh, it's been a successful launch of it. Um, and a lot of the riders that rode the first day, especially were people that hadn't been ridden, or excuse me, hadn't been riding much at all. Because I think one guy hadn't ridden two years, the other ones hadn't ridden much, or had ridden at, at plays like Finger Lakes, and uh, supposedly uh, some of them didn't even have that whip. They didn't even—they they weren't even in possession of one. They didn't even own one, so they couldn't ride with a whip because they didn't have one. Um, I, I just—I I just have so many problems with this whole scenario, and. You know, going back to the fact that the New Jersey Racing Commission only has four members instead of nine, um, that they seem unwilling to even discuss the rule, it just makes me think that they have nothing to do with it. It was written for them by someone else, and it's just uh, the, the animal rights people have gotten to a politician uh, in a p- position of the, maybe in the governor's office. And that, and that this has been, they've been instructed to do this. I mean, the New Jersey Racing Commission really doesn't do shit. I mean, honestly, they, don't, they do nothing. They do mundane nonsense. Administration BS. Like, you know, hire that lab last year that, that uh, didn't do the testing for three months and, you know, didn't pay anybody for two and a half months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I remember that. Department. Oh, that was New Jersey Racing Commission. Yeah, Jersey? No, that's right.
1: That was a mess.
0: To believe that suddenly they've become this staunch advocate for these rules, and uh, you know, with with no, you know, not not even trying to follow the footsteps of somewhere else. It it just it's come on. Well,
1: it. it brings up two questions for me. One, at what point? will Monmouth push back on this whole thing? And secondly, I'd like to know how they feel about how the racing went this weekend. Uh, Because I don't think they they could be happy with it. Right. I mean, I saw some handle numbers, things like that. You know, again, I always take those things with a grain of salt because of sources and what have you, but apparently it was down a lot. Um, you know i guess we'll we'll get some official numbers during the week or whatever but um it's you know that it, it's really interesting question for me is like I, what do they feel about how the racing went this weekend
0: i don't think you're going to get a straight answer out of them no either. you never would i mean we don't get straight answers these days um clearly there's nothing that they can really do um this is you know they have to deal with the state commission they're trying to get uh some of these uh other forms of wagering passed so they're in a little bit of a precarious position of you know they're trying to get fixed odds and um you know they're they're not you know if they come out like I have and, and call the racing commission a bunch of names, which I did in uh, the, the little, you know, the newsletter I put out today. Um, and I called them, you know, names that most people are going to have to look up in the dictionary to see what it means. but Sophisticated. Sophisticated name calling, yes. But, um, you know, they have to, to play it a little bit straighter than, than the rest of us would have to. Uh, I mean, clearly they're going they know they, Dennis Drazen acted like a, a maniac because he knew that the handle was going to take a, a, a hit and Mammoth is attractive, does rely on handle. You know, they get a subsidy from the state, but it's not a huge amount of money. I mean, it's not, it's not nothing, but um, you know, in this, this year they did have, money left over from last year because they, they didn't run that many dates last year but you know they're, they're in a tough position I just wish they hadn't been so heavy-handed in attacking the jockeys because the jockeys are right they are right they are on the right side of this um, and, and that's the, the the jockeys that aren't riding and that's the thing that bothers me is that as an industry, um, we've got to back the people that are that are on the right side of an argument. And that doesn't mean that the guys who decided to ride there are wrong. A lot of them see this as opportunity. They want to feed their families. They want to make money. They want to get a shot. That's fine. I get that. Whatever. That You know what? If you feel comfortable riding under these conditions, I'm not going to knock you. You know, not everybody wants to make these... Uh, you know statements, but this isn't like uh, you know the NBA guys are going on strike. <laughs> you know, like some of these guys, like they're 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 not exactly household names, and this is an opportunity for someone to make some money. They want to do it fine. I know that a lot of the other jockeys would be very unhappy with them, but you know what? The truth of the matter is, if they change the rules, and uh, you know four or five bigger name jockeys came a lot of those guys would be losing all those mounts and they know it so I mean I get that from that point point. and I mean I don't call for boycotts you know that. I, I just don't I just don't yeah. think that it, it makes any I think people should be able to do what they want to do and unless there's an extreme case um, I, I don't I'm not a big boycott person but I just have a you know a, a problem fundamentally with letting animal rights groups write rules for us and then agreeing with them because they are nothing but terrorists. That's what they are. They're bad people. And, you know, some of them might just be misguided, but they're bad people. They want to put me out of business. They want to put you out of business. They want to put all the people in this business out of business. I mean, that one idiot, he, that that guy that used to run the pizza shop, the the moron. Well, he he, wa- he wants to exterminate horses. He, oh. he doesn't want to, he, he wants them all. I mean, this is the guy. He, yeah. I don't care what he says. That you off. agree with if he if you start agreeing with him a lot, you should stick a knife right through your eye. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this guy's called for the extermination of all racehorses. Yeah, he wants yeah, to rid the world of the breed. This is the kind of simpleton that you're dealing with, but these are the kind of simpletons that that a lot of the media gives um, a voice to. That crap. What's that shit paper in Washington? Um, post? I don't know. One of them. They, they, they let the guy write a, an op-ed piece. Why don't you just let the you know? He's like the the. I mean, it, it's 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 a joke. They have no credibility. And that's the thing is, this isn't about reforming. This is not an experiment. And if it is an experiment, it's a bad experiment. If racing passes this rule everywhere, it will just accelerate the the, the, the end. The obituaries for the end of racing will, will start to be written. Because I'll be honest... If that's how they're going to run, if you watch those races and this is how we're going to have races in this country, if you're going to run our big races like this, not just these, you know, $7,500 claimers and Jersey breads, <laughs> I'm not no, interested in them.
1: No, not at all. I mean, the the way the races were run at Monmouth this weekend make whatever is going on in Santa Anita <laughs> look normal. <laughs> It's wild. I I never, you know, imagined we would be at this point where you're not even able to to use the whip in the stretch.
0: Encouragement or or no encouragement? That's a bad thing. These are competitive races. They are races. This is not uh, a a pony show where we all trot around. This is competition. You said something very. uh, something I agree with earlier today. You said the, the horses are acting like they don't know what to do. Well, they've been trained a certain way for a, for a long time. They've been given cues in a certain manner for for a long time. And now they're not. Now they're not. Uh, you think grass racing is bad. Wait till Paco gets there. Wait till Paco takes a field to the 19 path because he's, he's trying to get the rain loose enough so that he can they slap it on the horse's neck to try to get you know to try to win. Paco is you can say a lot of things about Paco. Listen, Paco's my friend. But he's he's all over the place. He's he's not, you know, exactly that. Uh, <laughs> Well are you doing a video it. on like safe riding, he would not be he would be like the, the...
1: <laughs> All I remember is when we were down at the Pegasus on the on the uh, the far turn. And he just, he was jogging
0: his horse and he just screamed at us. <laughs> he's still trying to, he's trying to get me to buy hay from Arizona or some crazy cousin sells hay. I'm sure he'll know, like, sneak it over the border or something. He gave me a chicken one time, a live chicken.
1: No, I remember you told me
0: that. <laughs> I have no idea why.
1: It's good luck, man.
0: I wasn't lucky for that chicken. He only made it a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think he wound up in a... In a pot. In a pot somewhere <laughs> fried. <laughs> I think the boys got hungry at the barn. But um, the one thing you can say about Paco is he wants to win. I mean, Clearly. He literally will do anything to win. So to think that he's going to stay within these guidelines without pushing the limits, which, of course, is going to create other people probably thinking to push the limits. And, you know, what are we going to have? I don't know and that's I just like have a hard time with discouraging encouragement and competition. This is competition. This is a race. This isn't a layup drill. This isn't <laughs> the globe trotters versus the, the generals. You know, We're supposed to try to win. And having regulations is fine. Having strict regulations is fine. But just the way these things are done is so poorly implemented. Like California. Like nobody thought, hey, a $500 fine is not going to be a real detriment in a million-dollar race, right? Because the jockey, if he wins a million-dollar race, wow. Oh, man, how much does he make? What? Like like, like 60000 Yeah, that, five, that, that 500 probably isn't going to be much of a deterrent in that race. But, like. Why if you're if you're making the rules, then why aren't you smart enough to to realize that this is going to happen or ask people who are smarter than you? If you are on a regulatory board in horse racing, there's a good chance that you are not smarter than 95 percent of people involved in horse racing, especially if you have no experience in the industry. Like most of the New Jersey Racing Commission, most I say there's four members. Just ask it's why i really worry about the this federal law if they just bring the same people who have set up a system that we have now that's really not any good and they just make it a bigger system i just sometimes wonder if everyone in this business is like like have they lost their minds
1: well, I don't understand why people are so gung-ho about it and they don't know anything at all about what what they're going to do. They don't know, it seems. So it's like, well, why are you excited about this and you have no idea how they're going to regulate anything or dole out punishments or, you know what I mean? None of that is, is even talked about. I mean, it's, it's a mystery. I mean, it, it could be good. But it also could be very bad. It's just nobody knows anything at this point. So can't really get excited about it. I guess the idea is exciting if it can clean up certain things and and do other things. But it doesn't seem like anybody's asking those kind of questions like you were just talking about.
0: Barry, we need better rules. And that's the thing is that nobody in in 30 years that I've been involved in this sport. It's been more than 30 years, but I'm only willing to admit 30. (laughs) That no one has ever actually, I've never heard anyone say that. I've never heard anyone say we need better rules. We need stronger rules. We need stricter rules. We need this, we need that. But no one ever says we need better rules. We need better rules. And we need a better way of adopting. And we need more input. And we need more thought process. And we have to stop making villains of everybody. The only villains are people who are animal rights actors and, and those who support them. And, and, and some of the press, I mean, we don't have much press left. We really don't. But, like, what Bill Finley wrote today was embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, Bill, why not just get a cheerleading uh, outfit and, and put PETA on the front and, and put, uh, um, you know, no whips on the back? Oh, the, there was no long, big boycott. They lost 50% of handle. Oh, that was because of weather. Well, what about field size? Oh, well, that was because of weather, too. So, to use weather as an excuse and as a reasoning, you can't do that. And he brought the standard in, and it's like, what are you talking about? It's a completely different, whole different animal. It's a cold, different animal. The riders, there's drivers not on top of the horse, and they don't, they haven't hit the horse in years. Years. And as a matter of fact, the accident at Meadowlands on, on, on Saturday, might have been because. The rider driver was throwing the reins at the horse. And maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I can't tell. But it's certainly a plausible possibility. Because they're so restricted about using the stick. But it's a different sport. Why bring them into it at all? It's idiotic. It's idiotic. But that was like a cheerleading piece. That was like something you would would expect from a radical... uh, far left or far right group not not like a mainstream horse racing uh, paper or outlet or whatever the hell they are
1: well I'm guessing it had to go through a few sets of eyes before it hit print
0: uh, yeah. I mean did people expect horses like like the horses to go on strike or, to, or you know like to ma- to pull up or zigzag or like like, what, it, what were people expecting to happen? Oh, well, chaos didn't happen. Well, what does that mean? Did you watch the races? And that's the thing is, I think people watch the races, and, and, and then they look at the odds afterwards. Oh, the horse is only 3-1, to one, so it's formful, it's formful. And then he makes the point, oh, 53% of the horses that won this weekend were favorites. Like, that's good. If 53% of the favorites are going to win, 53% of the horses that win are favorites, with no whips and guess what burn down the grandstand because the game's over nobody wants to play that crap and of course you and I both know that it wasn't because there was whips or wasn't whips 50% of the horses that won the races because they had a bunch of off the turf short fields crappy races but like to use that as, as as a positive yeah that's absurd all are formful. Four. they have been better off, Bill, if fifteen percent were favorites. Not what? fifty-two. <laughs> it would be better. It would be better if it was more chaos.
1: Right. You know. That way, you know, you could be, like, you could kind of justify it at that point if it's a bunch of long shots I and mean, be like, hey, you know, favorites aren't winning. Um, but I think like people expected it to be like, you know how like Lone Star or Sam Houston and those tracks out in Texas or, you know, in the Midwest, they have those, like, ostrich races where, the you know, they break out of the gate and they just run wild. It seems like that's what people thought was, like, going to happen. And it's like, come on, man. I mean, they're not going to run and, you know, jump over the fence or do anything crazy. But it's just not conducive to, to the sport it, from a betting and gambling perspective because it, it even looks like the, the races are just not fair I mean I've been watching races for 20 25 plus years and I've never seen anything like I saw today in the second race at MAMA and it was, it was pretty obvious at least to me that the horse made a move on the turn. The horse on the outside made a, made a nice move. And with a little bit of encouragement, he would have ran on and won. But they couldn't do it. And the horse basically looked like he was waiting for it and kind of, you know, kind of skipped, skipped home and, and ended up finishing third. I, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I can't imagine that it's going to get any better. Especially when the turf racing opens up. So I don't know, you know, that's why the question I asked before is, you know, are they happy with what they saw? Anybody. Whether it's the regulators,
0: the track. Regulators didn't watch. Oh, I'm sure they did. The track's crying because of the handle's down. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> everything's goes- good though. Everything's great. Handles down. I don't know how many of those $35 uh picnic buffets uh they sold but uh... oh yeah no
1: no uh you can't bring coolers in right yeah yeah that's uh it's not fun anymore you know i mean that's what it feels like to me like looking at the races at monmouth and everything else surrounding it it's just not fun there and i wouldn't want to you know gamble on that product in its present state i mean People obviously like to go to the track. It looked like they had an okay crowd for, you know, but it's just like, how long can they maintain that? It just doesn't look fun. (laughs) Totally.
0: It looks like standard bread qualifiers. It's like WNBA basketball. You, You know what? It's still basketball. The athletes are still athletes. They try really hard. They've dedicated their life to doing it. I'm just not that interested in watching it. And if you turn in expecting an NBA game and you get a WNBA game, you'll be disappointed. And that's how I felt. And, you know, other people can feel however they want. If you want to bet on the races, that's fine. I don't mind... I, I, like I'm, I'm not someone who just "Oh, you shouldn't bet on the races because of this." What well, what's that gonna do? You know, if you want to bet on the race, bet on them. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, this is their prerogative,
0: but right, they're not gonna get my money. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is, is that by the same token, someone that like like you, I mean, Barry will literally bet anything. <laughs> i mean seriously look at some of the tracks you've been on
1: yeah no you're right i mean i spread it around I, I'm, I'm not gonna make any <laughs> spread bones it around i mean like, you know you see me playing Los Al. i'll play quarter horses i'll play the metal lands literally every, every friday friday nights that's 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 my thing is metal i
0: know i mean like you're not like a uh a, 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 a racetrack class snob, you know, you'll play. <laughs> I'll
1: go where the money is.
0: <laughs> but you had said something to me earlier in the year. I think you said something on the air earlier that, that you weren't enthralled with betting California because you just didn't like the way the races were running. Nope. It just seemed like the jockeys were handcuffed in a lot of ways. Um, and you think that, you know, six strikes handcuffs you. Right. At I mean, you can tap the horse shoulder. You can, you know, you, you can, um, uh, you know, show the horse the whip, you, you can do a little bit like this, this non-encouragement thing.
1: That's like, a beast. That's, right? the... <laughs> it's unplayable in my opinion.
0: It, it's, it's not good. And, uh, and, and I, th- I think like you know, people usually don't look into the deeper meanings of this book. Even if you don't, even if you, even for whatever reason you, you support the rule, you shouldn't support it publicly because this is the new playbook for the animal rights people. And believe me, they're bad people. They let their opinions on something want to drive tens of thousands of people out of business. It The, the effect could be more than tens of thousands of people. Yeah with all the ancillary issues because they don't like it. And I understand they have some political power. But look at Jimmy Seafood, what they did in Baltimore. Jimmy oh Seafood God. took on PETA and they crushed them every chance they got. And you know what PETA eventually did? Stopped. They, they left them alone Yep, because they were getting crushed. This is a far bigger industry than Jimmy's Seafood. Far bigger. And what have we done as an industry? Capitulated, folded. Instead of saying, you know what? This is what we do. This is what we're going to do. This, we're we're going to regulate the business. We're going to make all the changes that we need to make. And after that, we're not interested in your input anymore. But no, we back down and we change things. Oh, my God, They're good. the public doesn't like this. The public doesn't care. Do you think, how much of the public out there in America, 330 million people, were focused on Mama's Park having whips or not having whips this weekend? Zero. Well, I kind
1: of felt like way back when, you know, somebody, somewhere, and I don't know if it was the animal rights people or whom, remember when the... uh, poly track thing came about and California switched all <laughs> tracks like immediately and I was like that can't be a good idea
0: well look how great that worked out
1: right and they ended up switching them all back like what was it two years later or not even yeah too. and all those those issues at Santa Anita they had to stop racing for a period
0: of time exactly hey but we got Zunyata. <sighs> Some <laughs> someone someone should tell the the management at Gulfstream. Um, you know, synthetics don't work. No one wants to run on
1: them. If well, that you're... was my thing. I, I heard about that. Now, you know, a while ago when we heard about it, I was like, "Well, what are they planning on doing with that? Just is it going to just sit there? <laughs> are they going to card races every day on it, or just use it when it's raining?" Like, I don't I don't know what the plan is here.
0: Uh, the plan's going to be a bad one. Because there's I see no way there is none. <laughs> there's no, no way of doing it that it won't be a bad one. Because you don't spend a lot of money and it's gonna cost a lot of money to put that track in and only use it for off the turf races. Right. That's what I was thinking. And that's that's not gonna happen. They're gonna use it for a lot of races, they're gonna try to run if it's muddy they're gonna wanna run on it. So You'll have off the dirt races. That'll be a new thing, and then everybody <laughs> will scratch out of those races, and everybody will say, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're scratching," even though it's happened every single place that it happened that, that they've had this. I, I don't know. I, to me, it's it's like they're they're fifteen years behind the times. The best thing about Gulfstream Park is turf racing, cheap turf racing. There's a lot of it. There's full fields, they're competitive, and they bet the shit out of them. And what are they going to do? They're going to get rid of them. You tell me where this business goes. You tell me how, 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 how everything that's being done in this business. Like, even the stakes, right? There's way too many graded stakes. I mean, we're paring down our racing schedules Churchill Downs, which has ungodly amounts of, of, of money, right? The purse money is, is tremendous. There's a, a whole huge number of horses. It's cheap to train in Kentucky versus uh, Florida or New York or L.A. They can't. They can only fill eight races on a Thursday. <laughs> Nine on a Friday. Today they they had five. Five horse, ten claimers. They've had a lot of short fields, too. We can barely fill these races. I mean, California's cards this weekend? Brutal. Brutal. Four, five horse races. Stakes. I mean, how can these races keep their grades? If the greatest stakes committee is really doing their jobs and being proactive and not just sitting here and say, oh, we're going to depend on some formula. All these races need to be downgraded. There's way too many graded stakes. Well, I mean, look at
1: how many stakes races, like graded stakes races, in California over the last two months have been five five horse fields or less, or less
0: four horse races on the turf, stakes, graded stakes, and there's always an excuse. Believe me. There's- Oh, tech Sutton's not flying. This guy's not doing this is that. Blah, 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 it's not getting better. I mean, Delmar, which is is like the only seemingly really successful meat left in California. Uh, they're, they're literally having to bribe people to go there. I mean, they're giving them huge incentives and I don't blame people for going to Delmar. They're giving, uh, they're paying for you to go there. They're, they're giving you guaranteed money. They're, they're giving you big bonuses. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's It was a smart deal. I know Santa Anita has joined that uh, that crowd, but it hasn't really worked for them, at least not yet. And how long can those things go on? How, how much extra money is there?
1: Right, cutting into that that pie that they weren't so willing to give away you know a few years ago
0: but I hear hear the whispers I hear a lot of stuff off the record stuff from a lot of different people and a lot of them say the same thing and it's not good it's bad I mean we need to figure out a way uh, to to pare schedules down and not make it where um, we're, we're eliminating whole classes of horses. But, I mean, one complaint you get more from owners and trainers than anything is that they enter and they enter and they enter and the races don't go. And that's, that's, you know, what's more frustrating than having a horse ready to run and you can't find a race to run them in and you wind up running, you know, being forced to run on a different surface or a different distance or a different class then you want to run them. And, you know, in the end, a lot of times the big outfits, they don't have to worry about that because they'll make races go for those guys. And they all have this type of races that go. Maidens, turf allowance races, things like that. But that's a big problem. I mean, we have so many problems in this business. I, I just sometimes it's depressing. Yeah. Like, you don't even know where to start. Right? And we always get get one main issue that we, we bitch about, right? six, uh, the California whips, and then stewards takedowns, and then um, then Baffert, then drugs, then, you know, like...
1: Well, just, you know, think about when we started doing this, the big Monday show, and where we were at when we started it to where we're at now and how many more problems compounded themselves in that period of time to where we're at here. I mean, not that there wasn't these things then, but like you are, it was going to come to the forefront. And then lo and behold, a year later, here we are. I know. And and you know, and and I, I understand totally what you're saying because I want to be the rah-rah person. I wanna be the, the person that, that you know wants to pump up the game, you know, wants to get people involved and stuff like that. But it's hard when there's a lot of problems and, and it seems like it's kind of doing the whole thing like swirling around the drain <laughs> slowly but surely. And you see things falling down the drain one by one. Um and, and it's 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 crazy because there's a lot of people out there that'll sugarcoat this stuff and pretend it's not happening instead of addressing the issue or attempting to address the issue or or give it some airplay so it can be addressed. But you know, you have people out there that'll just kind of, oh whatever, this sport's great. Nothing's wrong. We're we're doing great. The handle's up, all this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, that that you may be right on some of those things, but there's also a, a, another side to that coin, and it seems like it's just a bigger elephant in the room, you know, more and more, and and it's it's a shame that people either don't see it, or ignore it, and refuse to acknowledge it. <sighs>
0: it's very true. Like it get it gets. It gets... I stopped going on Steve Bick's show for a while, and I told him, "I said, no offense, because Steve's my man. I, I mean, Steve's my friend for forever." <laughs> That's why my... I only seemed to go on when there was like negative topics to talk about, and <laughs> you know, like I was one of the few people willing to speak right, about just willing them. to talk and about. I, and I said to him, "I said, man, uh, <laughs> th- this is this is like you know, I, I'm like the voice of you're doom, the reaper. You're, you're... <laughs> you're the Reaper." right? You hear Simon's coming on, oh boy, here we go, like, you know, all bad. <laughs> and it's true, it, it, it gets to be, it gets to be tiresome, and for for podcasts, yeah, we don't have to try to generate to, uh, um, you know, like sports talk radio, they, they'll just throw out some <laughs> stupid poll, right? You know, like, what was the worst trade in the history of the NFL, you know, and and then it's, it's, it's like um, on Facebook, I, I put that uh, – it was in the memory thing. Um, Sporting News had put out a uh, a little kind of a game almost where they listed all the positions in baseball, and they, and they had five players uh, of varying
1: Oh, degrees. the dollars, yeah. Right,
0: and you had $36 to spend, and the players were ranked. Uh, $5, $4, $3, $2, $1. And I got more hits on that. Um, and, and, you know, everyone says baseball is dead. But uh, uh, it, it's something, you know, people will talk about because everyone's kind an of opinion. And um, especially when you talk about, you know, players from the past, and players from your childhood, players current sure. years, it becomes kind of a debate which guy is better and was he really this and blah, blah, blah. blah. But, but, um, You know, like sports talk radio does that all the time. I mean, that's what these morons like Skip Bayless and I call them morons. The guy makes like eight million dollars a year to talk shit. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) who's the dumb one, right? (laughs) We're working on it. (laughs) I I lose money doing this, and (laughs) he's. We're working on it, (laughs) right? (laughs) But um, yeah, we haven't had to like you know manufacture any any uh, any topics. No, I remember we
1: had one show that one show where you asked for you know emails or. Yeah, whatever. But that was it. That was just one show. And and by the way, baseball is not dead. It's alive and kicking and I see it because I see all those fights in the stands.
0: Man, there's been a lot of fights in the stands. <laughs> what about some guy right on the court tonight in the in the in the, in the uh I almost said the Washington Bullets. Oh, uh, Wizards with... and Philly game. He looked a little like Joe Santos.
1: Man, listen. Oh, they had the mustache. He was like a,
0: tall, a taller Joe Santos?
1: Man, listen. <laughs> These people are coming out of this, this COVID situation and just losing their minds,
0: literally. I mean the baseball fights are like like every game there's a fight and somebody yeah. tries to they throw a bottle at Kyrie um
1: You know, not even not even gender restricted. I see, I seen women.
0: Yeah, the white socks.
1: Oof. It's brutal, man. They were
0: going, they were going at it.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, man. COVID make it crazy, man. They need a vaccine. <laughs> they need something. That's crazy. I, I've never seen, like you said, I've never seen that many fights at baseball games. I mean, I know you get them every now and then, and even at football games, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, usually I mean, alcohol-related.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Though, so I don't know, man. you you got to be... You gotta be kind of a lightweight because
1: Right This not so, so more, much money more...
0: to, to, to drink to get a beer at a game. A yeah, hundred
1: <laughs> bucks for three beers.
0: <laughs> Even a track, you go there and they got uh eight dollars for a beer. I'm like
1: Eight whoa. to ten bucks, right? Yeah. Right? It's like eight bucks at, at Gulfstream, isn't it? Like for a Bud yeah. Light, it's like eight yeah, eight seventy five.
0: Yeah. Something what like that saying you got you got to bring a lot of money to get to get unless you know they're probably sneaking stuff in but uh it, it's expensive which you know why when you see the BYOBs at the racetrack start to get eliminated you know people are gonna be upset about that because it's it, it's a, it, uh, for a lot of people like guess in a place like Monmouth or Saratoga it's a tradition oh yeah Believe me, if they if they go with that Saratoga, where you can't go in the back with with the coolers.
1: oh anarchy!
0: It, it's going to be, it's going to not be pretty. And there's no reason for it, no reason at all, other than just racetracks being greedy. Can't say you want to get people there and then take away a reason that they would come.
1: Yeah, it's very counterintuitive. <laughs> I see the people are coming out to Gulfstream though. I see the crowds nice over there. Back with the you know over by where Frankie's beach used to be. Yeah, you know the the wife beaters were out. You know, it's like old times.
0: Well, it's not cold here.
1: No, that helps. When's the next big racing day
0: down there? I guess this. Dang it! I don't know. I don't know what's happening. They're going to go to three days soon. They're going to put this stupid poly track in or PETA or whatever they call it. Not going to be turf racing for like three months. It's it's going to be. You know. And then what 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 comes out of that at the end? Hopefully there's no hurricanes because if there's a hurricane during the middle of this, God knows what'll happen. But. um. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Here I thought like our our big topic of the week was going to be singles.
1: Oh, man. It started that way.
0: Not singles like singles. Man, did it take a mingle. (laughs) Singles.
1: (laughs) Man, did that take a turn. I actually was off of social media most of that day. I had to do some catching up and, and viewing from from afar.
0: Yeah. But it was
1: very interesting. It was like a, you know, a tag team WWE event.
0: They were coming over the top rope from all
1: angles. Oh, everybody. Everybody had a, had an opinion, which is cool. You know, I, I kind of like that in a way, as long as it doesn't get too nasty. You know what I mean? Um, Because... You know, you could always glean some sort of nugget of knowledge from somebody that you never expected or just hear something and be like, hey, that makes a lot of sense. And and I always say this. And uh, it was uh, Brent Sumja at Churchill one day told me, he goes, I never shun anybody's information because they may know something or see something that I, I might not. And. It may help me in my handicapping or betting later on, and I can incorporate it. So listening never hurt anybody. I'll never forget that, and it, and it's stuck with me ever since he told me that.
0: It's it's very true. I mean, the, I mean, there's two separate segments of of betting on races there's the the handicapping part and and there's the actual betting part the ticket structure part and i'm not going to say i'm great at handicapping but my ticket structures sometimes suck (laughs) and you know um i can't tell you how many times where after a sequence of races i would go back at the card and say to myself how did I not make money or how, or how did I only make, you know, this amount of money? Like what? Should have crushed like, it. Yes.
1: I think I do that all the time. Um, because I was, I was at that stage where, you know, I was a better handicapper than I was a better. And I just kind of figured it out. It was like, well, why am I doing and concentrating so, so much on this handicapping side? When what's going to get me paid is the betting. So I kind of flipped it, you know, not that I don't handicap. I'm not, I'm not the greatest handicapper in the world, but I bet well, and it makes up for any mistakes that I have handicapping. You know, um, it's all about making decisions and making the right decisions. and, And it's, it's a skill. I mean, I'm not perfect at it. Um, I don't think anybody could be perfect at it because they would never lose. (laughs) Um, And then sometimes you need a little luck too, you know, but uh, I mean, but if you put yourself in the right positions, betting wise, you're going to win a lot more than you're going to lose. And that that's really one thing that, that I've been concentrating on over the last few years is, you know, especially with multi-race bets, it's putting myself in a position to win. and, and, you know, doing certain things along the way and being okay with losing under certain circumstances. You know, when when it's, you know, like a pick four and it's all four chalks, I'm never going to have it. And I'm okay with that. If that's how the day rolls, then, hey, so be it. We'll get them in the next day or, you know, at another track, you know. But usually, you know, a lot of that comes from preparation and how... You know, you kind of look at a sequence and you can kind of tell what it's, what it's going to pay, especially if if you're following the game and you do this on a regular basis. You know, pretty much most of the time, you can have a rough idea that it's going to pay well or not. Um, obviously, you can't, you'll never be 100% at that, but it helps, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that I've been concentrating on over the past few years. And it's it's improved my game a lot. Getting in the right pools is, is so key
0: it's it's just true. <laughs> you know what I hate about the Mewlands sometimes <laughs> <laughs> is that 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 um that pick eight thing they got whatever pick seven and I'm telling you I can't tell you how many times that race
1: um Right, it doesn't have a pick three in it or anything, no, or double or, or anything like that. It's just any, pick any eight. That's really a really huge bomb comes out.
0: Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> man, I like a horse in this race, but uh, you know, I can't. You know, I, I feel like out of sorts a little bit because I'm not playing that pick seven thing. I just, uh,
1: I play pick threes a lot.
0: Pick three and the pick four. The pick four is a low takeout. Uh, the early pick five I'll play, but I won't play if there's amateur races. In
1: yeah, it's tough, unless uh, my buddy Mariana's driving, then it's a lock.
0: At least Mariana looks like she knows what she's doing.
1: She's got good hands, I told you, man. She, she like can drive, a, she's dude. She's an
0: athlete, she's a golfer. She's yeah, a- that's what I know, she's got touch. You can
1: tell by the way she drives.
0: Some of those guys' weights are like, <laughs> I believe, under lying. Yeah. <laughs> 220,
1: yeah, right. That's why I said we need to get our license, man. We fit the description.
0: He's 220, I'm 220. Right? I ain't 220. (laughs) (laughs) I'm closer to 320 than 220. (laughs) I think the bike might snap. (sighs) Uh, I told Swifty if if, uh, I I talked to Gabe, we're going to have a a race next year.
1: Yeah, pumping him?
0: Yeah. That's what's up. Let me know when it is.
1: I'm down there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Probably make a sign like insurance waivers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd definitely be on hand for that.
0: um, Yeah, I. I I talked to the. The. The unnamed troll that lives in his mom's basement a couple times. I There's think, so many, though. A ago. Well, they... the one that bothers everybody. Oh. And well. every time I put a pick four in, I swear, I, I always think, like, and, and it's not like I just put a ticket in, right? I mean, you don't have to just put one ticket in. Not that people should start listening to betting advice from me, but, I mean, if you have a horse in the, the a key in the, in one of the races, then you should put different tickets in, with you know higher probability horses and bet more on those. Those. Uh, well, that's
1: players. how I how, how I do things. I try to hit it multiple times.
0: Well, that's the, the one thing is very is what inside the politics that is very very true. Is if you go three by four by three by four. Well, if the horse you like wins two or three of the four races. Well, you're playing as much on the ones you don't like as you right. are the ones that you really do like. The, the you know the saver kind of thing, and and, and that is the one thing I, I absolutely agree with. Not one thing, but one thing. You know, that I really absolutely agree with him. In that sometimes you, you're you're playing like tickets that are, um, are dead man walking tickets. You know, if they hit, you're gonna lose anyways, or you're not gonna right. make anything. You know, you're gonna well, invest that's why... four dollars and get back uh, forty six. I mean. Uh, like, why bother even playing that? I'll take the loss. Uh,
1: uh, exactly, and and you know that's why I'm a a I'm a very against alls because just mathematically, there's no way every horse in a particular race has an equal chance to win. So there's some horses you can eliminate.
0: The only time I I like using all. And I, I mean, maybe this is the wrong way of thinking about it, but is in like super high fives. Oh yeah, like on the back end of, of yeah, a... where like you just don't want to, you just don't want to blow a big ticket because some some guy stops trying on a, on a <laughs> horse that's beaten, and, and a guy on a seventy to one shot who's yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. Two I... mounts a week and is riding for his life and nails you <laughs> on the wire. You know, you're still twelve lengths behind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that's a little that, different. That, that's one in, of verticals, the in
1: verticals, it's a lot different. It's, yeah. it's the horizontal bets, uh, you know, the multis that, you know, alls, alls don't really make a lot of sense.
0: Well, Pompano's got that super high five jackpot thing, and, and I blew it one time because I tried to get – I got cheap. I'm just telling you the truth. I got cheap, and I tried to use, like, seven horses in the last uh, – in the fifth position instead of using all. No it wouldn't have even cost me that much more money, like nine twelve dollars something like that and I, I had the first four and I didn't have the last one and it it carried and it was like seventy or eight seven or eight thousand dollars so I mean it was a pretty good hit and because I was cheap um I didn't hit it and <laughs> and there's you know some of the the some of the wagering theory uh, arguments do. Kind of forget that other some people have a lot bigger bankrolls than others. So your methods might be a little different than, you know, my bankroll might be a lot smaller than, um, you know, somebody else's bankroll. So,
1: well, it's all about ROI. If, if, you're, going, mean, if you're going if you're
0: the... on the track and you have two or three hundred dollars, it's tough to make a two hundred and sixty-five dollar play your first play because that's what you're <laughs> yeah. not, you know you lose you're out you go home i mean yeah it's all
1: about budgeting and and you know uh you know it's all about like the way i play i i'm i'm very conscious of return on investment you know i'm always trying to get in small get out big um and that's how i play and sometimes you know i'll i'll put a limit or you know um You know, relatively speaking, like a cap on a wager that I make like a pick four, pick five. I'm not going to spend way too much because usually the return gets smaller. (laughs) Um, and, and And I have enough confidence in my own handicapping that I can be more precise. Some people don't have that confidence and they're betting against themselves or, you know, they'll do more than one ticket with different horses. And it's like, well, you just bet against yourself. Why would you do that? That's one of the main reasons why I don't box horses because it only can come out one way. (laughs) You know, you're throwing away money. It may be small money, like in a six horse box, you're throwing away probably $4, but that's $4. You could play somewhere else. So, you know, it's those kind of things that I had to learn and, and, and really understand and, and mentally is, is the hurdle because people like to, you know oh you need to back yourself up and stuff like that i had to get that out of my psyche and once i did that i started winning more and i was reaping the benefits yes i would lose a lot of tough beats because i didn't box but i understand you know in the long run it's going to benefit me so that that's some of the things that i would do or still do but it's a progression i mean you know i started playing this game really like Really, really, when I was in high school. I mean, I learned how to read the race before when I was eight, but in high school is when I started kind of getting serious with it. Um, so it's taken me a long time to get to this point. A lot of losses, a lot of, a lot of you know miscues, um, and and it's never going to be perfect. I'm still trying to hone my skills in certain ways, and you got to evolve with the game. That's the other thing. You know, as much as this game doesn't like to evolve as an industry you got to evolve as the better trends. Things change training methods way races are ridden. You know, you got to be aware and, and it's tough, you know, you earn it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's very true. I mean, when you think about, um, your quote unquote, your career as a horse player, right. Mm. You remember the big scores and the big days.
1: Oh yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> you don't remember grinding it out and and, and, and uh, you know, coming out of, coming out ahead fifty two bucks? You know, I mean, no, those aren't the days you think. You know, remember, you remember <coughs> big scores and, and and it's a big score game. The way the way it didn't always used to be that way. I mean, when you look back, when I was first starting to go to the races. I remember New York had an early double. In the we had nine. Yeah, are you okay? Do we, do we need to give you a get CPR for you? Or you okay? No, I'm good. Right. I
1: just swallowed water the
0: wrong way. <laughs> There's usually one way to swallow water. Hey, I didn't know there was more than one way to do it.
1: Oh man, you're crazy!
0: <laughs> it wasn't fire it wasn't fire water, right?
1: No. Definitely not. I'm not on the Dave Spears plan yet.
0: <laughs> How drunk do you think Dave Spears is right now? Man, he's obliterated. He's probably been, <laughs> he's probably been asleep <laughs> since 3.30. Oh, man. He's a big holiday drinker. But then again, he's a big weekend drinker and he's a big day drinker. And he's <laughs> <laughs> My man. So, uh, we should start looking now for like a liver transplant for him. Like, <laughs> like preempt the doctors, get him on the list now. Uh, that that'll be our, our Saratoga uh, GoFundMe. Find Dave a new liver
1: <laughs> or a filter.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> a filter! Uh, I don't think a filter is going to work for him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have any filters. Um. <laughs> I completely thought lost track of what I was going to say. No,
1: well, you you saying back in the day, like you know, you go oh yeah programs, you know, that, and there's like only York, like three bets,
0: you you had, two you a had, race, uh,
1: you know, exact a win play show, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you had Quinilla's
1: in the second and fourth,
0: right? <laughs> it was first, first and early double, late double it was trifecta in the last race. Yep, tries a, only. There was in the last. no pick threes. There was no pick fours. There was no pick fives. There was no pick sixes. Um, there was no superfectas. It, it was
1: even it, when pick threes came out. It was like you know, not every race. It wasn't rolling pick threes. No, no, it,
0: it was. Well, I remember California had five dollar minimums. Five dollars for exactus. Yep. Five dollar minimums. And I think it might have been three dollars for for like super for like uh, triples. It might have been yeah, three dollar triple. They, they literally tried to discourage you from from making, quote-unquote, exotic bets. They wanted you to, to keep betting win-play show. And I guess the theory was that if you played win-play show, you were more likely to cash tickets. And back then, I remember when I went to the University of Arizona, the racetrack executives that would come and talk to us, hmm. uh, would speak to us. They always mentioned um, um, churn. Churn, churn. Everything was churn. You wanted to churn. And, and remember, virtually all the money bet at, at most tracks that time was on track. And they wanted their on-track patrons to get come there early, to stay to the last race, and they wanted them to, to bet every race. And they wanted them to bet win-place shows so that they'd be, be going up and cashing tickets and then putting that money back in, putting that money back in. And they thought that too many, quote-unquote, exotic races – would exotic bets would be harder to hit and they would lose some of the churn. Um, And of course they were pretty much wrong because (laughs) what happened was uh, it's like baseball, right? You have two, two ways of of playing it. You you can be the guy who small ball guy who, who bunts runners over and, you know, does that. Or you can be the home run guy, the guys that play for three on home runs. Well, people, would rather see home runs. People would rather hit big tickets. It's hard to hit a (coughs) big ticket uh playing win play show. It's (laughs) hard. And I mean a double is basically two bet two win bets back to back, right? I mean essentially that's what it is. Um, but they were against those things. And and I mean now you look at the handle and (coughs) the majority of it is, is something other than when plays a show. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, racetrack management, uh, you know, has always kind of been <laughs> a little bit behind. Uh, behind.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the things I always say a lot. People will see me say it on Twitter when discussing wagering theory and, and things of that nature. And it's a question everybody should ask themselves when they're making a bet, I think, in my opinion are you trying to cash a ticket or are you trying to win? Right. And I see a lot of people that play the races just to cash a ticket, just to run one through the machine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my analogy there. Just to run one through the machine. And that's not how I operate myself is I want to win. I don't, I don't want to run one through the machine. You know, it, it, it's, it's useless.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> no doubt. And I mean, nowadays, the the betting menu for in front of you every day is huge. I mean, there's so many races and so many tracks that you can bet. Um, <coughs> and you know, Crunk has has been very very adamant about his theory of handle shift and the weather and off the track, off the turf, and all these you know, short fields and that the a lot of the handle just shifts. It shifts from one track to another. That it's not that the tracks that are getting some of that increased handle are really doing anything spectacularly smart. It's just that they got good weather. <laughs> they're be- right. They're benefiting from the misfortune of others. And uh, it, the more, more and more it looks. You know, he's he's not. I mean, I never disagreed with it, but uh, the more you see it, the more you agree with it. You yeah, I mean it,
1: it. It seems pretty intuitive that that would happen. I but mean, you unless-
0: won't hear that from anywhere else, and that's and I think that's more than even uh, everybody wants a commissioner, right? I don't know <laughs> why everyone wants a commissioner. Everybody in and and sports hates the commissioner. Nobody likes him. The they all think he's an adult. dolt. Um,
1: <laughs> Remember Gary Bettman?
0: Oh my God, he's still there.
1: I know. <laughs> He doesn't get the heat that he used to, but he was, he used to catch a lot of hell.
0: Yeah, they've moved on to that, that, that guy that had the commissioner of baseball now.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Roger Goodell is like the most hated guy ever in sports. It's really
0: the, the highlight of the draft every year is when is it getting booed? And he just gets booed. And it doesn't matter what city it's in, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He just gets booed, but massively. And, I mean, it's just uh, the one constant at every NFL draft. <laughs> For sure. yeah, that's why when they had that that, that uh, Zoom meeting draft last year, oh man, he didn't get booed.
1: Oh, he got booed. People at home are booing. But, um, <laughs> and then in the NBA, they everybody thinks LeBron James is the commissioner, so they boo him. <laughs>
0: LeBron's in trouble. LeBron's in trouble this year. Anthony Davis is growing. <laughs> it's going to be a problem.
1: Huge problem. That means he's going to have to dial back the. What is it,
0: 2015 LeBron? He has to I be think, that. I, I don't think he can do it. You know, he, he hasn't scored over 30 points since March.
1: <clears throat> he really
0: hasn't had to. They haven't won. Now he's going to have to.
1: He's going to have to do something.
0: Maybe. He's gonna get tired of passing it to Kyle Kuz and watching. Man, that that whole squad is horrible, dude.
1: <laughs> that squad is not good. You know they have
0: bad hair on that team. It's... Dennis schroeder has got that weird hair.
1: <laughs> he's got the the
0: right. The dyed white Lomba part... he's, got, he's got no hair, and he looks almost like he, he's been getting chemo or something. He looks he, he's he's whiter than me. Uh Kuzma, I mean I, I don't know what he's doing with that.
1: Kuzma changes thing. style.
0: I mean, LeBron's got, got spray on hair. That that's fake as that's fake as all hell.
1: Yeah, he should just get rid of that. I don't know why he's keeping that around.
0: Even the coach Frank Vogel, he's got some messed up hair.
1: Uh <laughs> the two guys in the NBA with the worst hair, Evan Fournier and then Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young's
0: got He's got the pubes look. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Uh, This is what people tune into the Big Monday show for. Yeah, the (laughs) The Nugget. Now now you get everybody's going to be looking at, like, oh, see, Evan Fournier. Oh, my God. What is he doing? If you don't know who these guys are, Google them and see. (laughs) See what we're talking about. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, I'm a little wore out,
1: yeah this this weekend was long like for real
0: yeah it's, it's it felt like <laughs> the weekend was today I mean it's, today's Monday and, but it's uh it wasn't <laughs> new yeah it kind of freaked me out a little bit watching races from places and seeing people like all you know, bundled up,
1: yeah I, I saw. Um, at Mama's, people were wearing jackets, and I was like, "Oh, it's June, dude!" And it didn't seem like it was like I looked at the weather forecast for Oceanport, and it was uh, sixty-six. I mean, if it was sixty-six here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, the the heat would be on my house, and I wouldn't go anywhere. But I have alligator blood, so you know, I get it. But sixty-six up north. That's gotta be okay, right? At this time of year, maybe a little hotter, I guess.
0: Well, you know the uh, the weatherman. Sometimes
1: I'm out of touch, man. I haven't been up north in ten, twelve years. So
0: we gotta change that.
1: I know I haven't been to Saratoga since two thousand and nine, broski. Rachel's Woodward
0: was the last race I saw there. No wonder Benny was 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 willing to bow up and do all that smack. Ears. He
1: didn't think I was going to show up. Yeah, Benny. but no, we have the mayor of Saratoga, Dave Spears. Ben, Benny, who's
0: disappeared.
1: No, nah, I think he changed his name. I think he's still around.
0: Is he? He goes to he went to a fake a fake Twitter name.
1: Yeah, I think he switched it up. And then I always get these one, like this one pest on my Twitter account that no matter what I put up, they want to say or have a smart comment about it. And it's just so annoying. <laughs> it's usually like one or two. And you get rid of one and then, you know, three more come back.
0: Some lady's been like, Stalking the uh, some lady named Bonnie it's kind of stalking the uh, the newsletter, she wants to make comments.
1: And, you know, she's give it. It. Just send her an autograph, you're famous.
0: She, she, she said, Uh oh, uh oh, she sent me an email. He said, They're bred to be killed, they lived their lives in unnatural prisoners, kept in a closet, and sent to slaughter or catastrophic breakdowns. Either way, they're dead. The torturing animals for corny losers to place a bet.
1: Come so, on, Bonnie. This I, is. I don't, I don't
0: know about torturing animals, but corny losers placing a bet that that is a, that is a thing. Um, There's a lot of those. Though so she just went on and on. I just said, "Listen, just go eat a hamburger." <laughs> <And I> have... <laughs> that was that was one of my retorts this week to someone who was talking about uh, how whipping is such a violation of animal rights and I said yeah you know what why don't you go pro- protest the refreshment stand because I'm sure that the hot dogs the animals that, that they were made out of would certainly have preferred the, the Ramon Dominguez whip a couple times to uh, you know getting placed in a bun it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> always as there's hamburger places and hot dogs and they're selling meat places then I don't see why racing is such a, a you know such a villain isn't it a lot worse to, to, to make them, you know, cheeseburgers? Or a chicken farm. They didn't choose to die. They didn't say, listen, you know what? Uh, I got really good, you know, marbling here. Just lost me. <laughs> you
1: but, know what? I think, I think I, I'd be better off doing something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like wandering around this field here eating this grass, but, uh, you know, I had enough.
1: Do what you got to do. Yeah,
0: there's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be trolls and yeah,
1: whatever. Oh yeah, I mean that—that's just that's just the game we play when we sign up for for Twitter. Um,
0: yes, no matter but, what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter anything, anything, any subject doesn't matter. Any tweet. Um,
0: it was, it was uh, honestly, it's one of the the positives about being a Knicks fan is that like <laughs> nobody ever trolls you because. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you way because <laughs> the expectations are always so low, and like there's very rarely anything to like you know brag about. So people just don't, don't even mess with you. But I'm sure after they finally humanely get uh, eliminated, that because they've stunk. And I'm mad at Thibodeau because I'm mad at Thibodeau all the time because he's stubborn and he won't like right. He won't
1: switch up his lineup. He won't try he's
0: anything. Got he won't a bad. Doesn't do the, lineup he wants, decisions. He wants to do the same thing over and over again. Like,
1: but, yeah, he's always been like that.
0: Like, why not have, play play Bullock and 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 Randall in the pick and roll so that Trey Young, who's been guarding Bullock, gets switched off onto Randall. Switched
1: off, right? I mean, it's it's very, uh,
0: The quickest way <laughs> to, to get Randall going and and to get Young in foul trouble and to like um, you know wear him out a little bit. But it's like. <clears throat> And I know sometimes it's not just as easy as we say it is, but I mean other teams. But at least you other, t- other teams have picked on Trey Young in that manner. Why? Why can't we?
1: Right, you could try it.
0: Bullock if it is stumped. He, Ugh, he's been shooting bricks. Yeah. Well, he, everybody's kind of focused on how bad Randall and um, uh, are twice bad. as bad the Bullock has been terrible too. He's stumped. I mean, honestly, no one's really playing that good. Derek Rose is playing good, but, um, you know, they're giving Derek Rose. They're taking away everything, and, and they're giving him lanes. So, you know, they're willing to, to take.
1: Right. Like, well, he can outscore us all day. Right. We'll, we'll we got more play. horses on our side.
0: And the fact is, a lot of times, you know, you're trading twos for threes, and. Even us corny math people might might, you know, figure out that he keeps getting twos and the other team get getting threes. It's, it's hard Why to Write
1: go. that down. Corny math person. That's right. Yeah, that's I what, saw a lot of uh,
0: That's what things. Bonnie said. Bonnie said I'm a corny <laughs> math. Although <no>, she <laughs> called me a communist too because I deleted her her um her un, inappropriate comments on um on on the Arlington Park article the other day. Now I
1: gotta go in the comments and see. Yeah.
0: She said that I was a communist because I didn't allow for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I mean uh,
0: I told her if she I said her speech wasn't free. She said, uh oh. I said, No, no, you gotta pay me if you wanna talk about this. You. <laughs> you wanna talk smack, yeah, you gotta pay yeah, me. Exactly. It ain't free for you.
1: Well, speaking of Twitter.
0: I just don't know why some like the article about Arlington Park was about Arlington Park. It wasn't even really about "Quote unquote horses," you know. I mean, it was kind of secondarily no, about a business
1: article. But like,
0: like, why would someone read that and then feel like the need to comment on it? It just is like,
1: I don't get it. Why
0: are you looking at, at my stuff? If I mean, if you're a, an animal rights person, uh, I don't even post like food pictures, right? Like, <laughs> so I don't even picture like those that that, that giant chicken that I ate today.
1: You should have.
0: It was pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. It's hard to screw up baked chicken, though. I guess you can overcook it, or I guess you can undercook it. Then it really would suck. But... <laughs> no, it's like, what are these people like? What is going on with their lives that they like? Because I don't go on like animal rights people's like
1: and start trolling like, them, <laughs> right?
0: You know, I like I, that. it never even came to my, <clears throat> it never even like crossed my mind to I would do that. Like go look to try to just troll people who I didn't agree with some certain segment of their belief system or their lives it just is just weird to me it is it is It's cultish you know
1: what was weird to me is seeing the people kind of defending the no encouragement rule like oh well the races aren't affected or like what are you watching or oh you know the outcomes aren't any different Are you serious? (laughs) I guess it was just a matter of time before people would kind of, you know, get lulled to sleep and get on board with it. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. (laughs) Opening weekend, but here we Uh, are.
0: The Going in Circles, Ten Commandments about horse racing and and whips. Uh, 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 Commandment number six. If thou doesn't admit these races look different, thou is kidding themselves, or thou has no idea what thou is looking at. Yeah, Uh, I mean, you basically tweeted that out. They broke Commandment six. And you can say, you know what, they look different, but I like it. That's fine. That's your opinion. It might be, you know, odd, but you can't (laughs) say that they they look the same. They do not look the same. They do not look the same. They do not. I don't know,
1: I don't know Barry I don't know either. all I know is I'm a little annoyed that uh my son's graduation is Saturday on Belmont Day. Where's the graduation happening uh downtown Daytona Beach at the arena
0: they got they got internet right.
1: <laughs> They do. However, that's not the hurdle. The hurdle is the after party. Where's the
0: after party? Outback. Well, Outback has got, they've got uh, Wi Fi.
1: Yeah, but I'll be hungry. Uh, I'm saying, I don't know. How, I, th- I think my problem is I don't know how long this is going to be. If it was a finite, all right, it's going to be two hours. We're dropping dead. Two hours. We're done with it. Cool. What time does it start? 12.30 p.m. And they're already going to be like six races deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but that's fine.
0: Most time, nine o'clock. Oh, but I'm guessing
1: I'm going to be cutting
0: it close. If you live in the West Coast, post time is like eight o'clock for the first race. Yeah, that's rough. I remember yeah, being out
1: Vegas like that. It was like it was weird.
0: That always freaked me out when I was there, Arizona.
1: And wake up and, and and it's post time. <laughs>
0: like well, you, you'd have, well, of course, when I was there, Arizona, we didn't like have access to anything, but um, like football games, you know. Yeah, nine thirty in the morning, and the uh, the NFL today be on. Good, damn. Wow. Game start at 10, 10 o'clock. That was before they had Sunday night games. So the second set of games got over like four thirty five 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That was it. it. was early. That's cool, though. Just think about Hawaii.
1: Oof. I got to get up way early, dude.
0: Way early. What, seven hours in Hawaii?
1: Yeah, I think so. Something like that. That's nuts. I couldn't deal. First that's why they that's why they kind of do their own thing anyway. Like
0: they should have a track in Hawaii.
1: You know? I'd go there.
0: I would start training again.
1: Can't ship people in though. That's a tough ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shippers. <laughs> shippers get a big bonus to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off the boat.
1: The emerald shippers.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it would be cool to have a track in Hawaii. I'd, I'd go for it. They could have like the lava sand track, you know,
1: right on the beach, bro. Delmar-esque. Waikiki Downs. I don't know, man. They need a. They need a. They need one in Orlando. Disney Downs, baby. Shaped like a Mickey, Disney Downs. I don't think it's possible now. Well, it's possible. They got a lot of land. Yeah, but, uh, no, but
0: there's uh, no more.
1: No more licenses. Downs and Casino doesn't. This, this got a nice ring to it.
0: The uh Seminoles made sure that no no more yeah, got, licenses were available. So
1: they got it on lock.
0: They got it on lock. They got the whole state on lock.
1: Well, they need to. Get these people at Hialeah to get on board.
0: It's it's dead. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I mean, it took them a long time, but they're going to come out ahead in this deal.
1: They still have fights there?
0: Yeah. Yep. Now they can have spectators.
1: Oh boy. Maybe you and Bonnie could get a tussle on the undercard one night. I don't
0: know. Bonnie sounds like she might
1: <laughs> she might hurt you. Yeah. Sir <laughs> so she got a stiff left.
0: Bonnie Bonnie's got some <laughs> anger issues, man. You know, I think the thing that hurt me the most is she called me a communist.
1: That's that's, that's definitely her of all the things to say.
0: Mm.
1: That's want- where I draw the line.
0: I mean, I, I watched Miracle a bunch of times. I always root against the Russians,
1: right? Drago. I watched what?
0: Patton. You know, you watch the the movie Patton, and and you know the Russians aren't your friends. And Patton.
1: Was it Patton, Rocky? Rocky
0: Four? Rocky Four? Rocky, right? I mean, come on, man, you're not being communists. You're just a stupid animal rights person.
1: She should be yelling at the the, the Canadian government. That's who she needs to be yelling at. No kidding. What's up with that? Still a couple of weeks away. Right, in June, right? Mid-June? Yeah. I don't know. Sitting on all that, that cash, those $90,000 made in special weights.
0: I don't know what's going to happen. But on a mall, I got like 18 qualifiers or something this week. Guys are getting primed, getting ready, getting ready to go.
1: What mobile?
0: Yeah, a lot of them horses came south. They'll be going. Yeah, they
1: were here. I saw a few scratch this weekend at, in Meadowlands. Yeah, so I think uh, heading yeah, back.
0: What, what's going on there is just crazy. Just crazy. I mean, Woodbine and Mohawk both proved they they operated. They were doing the it flawlessly. Exactly, like they, they they did an excellent job. They had like, no issues. Just goes to show you the governments are all bad. Doesn't matter what country, what state, they're all bad. Government is bad. Well, Sad look at the, look at but,
1: Gulfstream. I mean, the 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 city government was trying to put the pressure on them. And... Wasn't
0: it? Was one person, the vice mayor, twenty two year old vice mayor? Uh, who the hell knew what a vice mayor was, anyways? And I know I' bet you she was an animal rights person. She was just trying to be disruptive serve no purpose all those people that live on the backside they already live there they all live together they're right close to each other like it, 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 it's no different same same honestly same with woodbine people most of the people in, in, in you're talking about they work together every day anyways they're they're already together they're already in, in their in each other's uh personal space and stuff. Well,
1: I kind of had a feeling it was going to go bad when they kicked their NBA team out of there (laughs) and moved them to Tampa. (laughs) Well, the Blue Jays
0: still don't play over there.
1: They don't, right?
0: No, they play in Buffalo.
1: Buffalo, right? yeah.
0: It's the most action Buffalo's had in forever.
1: Since Jim Kelly.
0: Since Since the Braves left.
1: Ooh, ouch! That's a long time.
0: Like I was Madden. thinking,
1: you know, you know, when they lost to the Giants and nineties, oh, yeah. nineties Bills.
0: Yeah, the Bills, the Bills were like uh, the, the team to get in Madden back then. Even though they never won the Super Bowl, like if you had them in Madden, you were like unbeatable. Yeah,
1: because they had Andre Reed, they had Thurman Thomas, and yeah. then on defense they had uh Bruce Smith. Bruce.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, it's been fun, Barry.
1: It has. Always, always, always.
0: Always. I saw you cook today. You sent me a nice picture of your. Yeah, yeah. man.
1: Some steak, man. Some steak and potatoes and the.
0: Memorial Day cooking. Memorial Day, which, of course, is a uh, day to remember.
1: Spreading ourselves around this week, too. We're going to be uh doing the appearances. Someone asked me to do a show. I can't yeah, remember. Wednesday. <laughs> Who am I
0: doing a show on Wednesday?
1: Um, I forget the name of the show.
0: Oh, we're doing a show Wednesday. That's right. Yes. I'm doing two. Show, I think next Friday.
1: I'm doing two on Wednesday.
0: Someone asked me to do one, the, their show next Friday. See? And, and I was thinking, man, those guys are a lot more organized than me. I don't even know who I'm going to have <laughs> on tomorrow. I <They> don't know <laughs> what day it is. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know who I'm going to have on on the show on Tuesday until like 1 o'clock an hour before. Yeah. <laughs> I put it out to vote last week. Who do you guys want to hear? Who do you want to find? Who do you want to talk to? Man, Yeah,
1: we, you know. Oh, yeah, Spreading yeah, ourselves around, right, bro. That's
0: right. Wednesday Wednesday at seven.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> and I wish I, I could promote. I almost it. No, forgot about like, it, but I can't remember what the name of it is.
1: I almost forgot about it. And you know how Twitter, you get DMs and it pushes the new DM to the top? Yes. Well, I've gotten so many DMs since that conversation that I almost forgot
0: about it. I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. Um,
1: you're camera ready too.
0: Are we camera ready on that one? Oh man, we got no, I don't know. We're we're it's a bit audio.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was camera ready.
0: Sporta I'm doing the Sporta Kings pod next Friday. Okay. Next Friday.
1: Not this, Not this fr- Friday. Okay. Next okay. Friday. Man, they book it ahead of time.
0: No kidding. I was like, man, you guys are really organized.
1: I'm on uh with that's what G said. Gino B. My guy, tino has
0: got like four hundred and eighteen podcasts a week too. He, My he's man, got, he's got a lot of opinions. I he's got to be bitter about the, uh, the 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 Davis crotch situation.
1: <laughs> he sure is,
0: <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Unless they, he can get that thing fixed.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a hurry. <laughs> Yeah, that ain't going to LeBron has to carry the load. That's it. And I hope he knows this. I don't want him to fall asleep in, like, the first quarter. And then I'd like to see him start and finish a game thoroughly. You know, 2015, LeBron. I mean, I'd take 2012 LeBron, to be honest. But, you know, 2015 will suffice. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think you're gonna get it. I think it's. I think he's too old to do it. I'm. St- it's.
1: It's starting to feel that way. But I think he can. He can dig deep.
0: And he's gonna dig deep for like three quarters, and then look around. and It's like shit.
1: He's got nobody to pass to. He should definitely understand that.
0: You know, say, This feels like the first year I, I played against the Spurs. <laughs> And I had uh, Sasha Vujacic or whatever his name was.
1: Oh, Sasha vujic Oh, yeah. remember that guy?
0: <laughs> it's so funny. So LeBron played with those guys. You got him to the finals, and LeBron leaves, and all those guys are out of the NBA. <laughs> like they didn't even like hang on to you know uh, on the bench somewhere. Everybody was gone.
1: Everybody's like, gone.
0: He made Mo Williams an All Star twice. Zagrunas Ilgauskis, that's Jason's favorite player. I was Jason's man. JB. Il-Gauskas.
1: Remember uh Anderson? The other big guy with Anderson, the crazy. Yeah, game?
0: Varejo. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: I sat next to his his brother one time at a game when Ben was playing with them. And his brother's the same size. And he played, he, he was on the Brazilian national team. Guy was a, a crazy man. He, he just kept ordering beer after beer. And, I, and the guy wasn't even close to being drunk. He had to have about 10 beers because he had me go get some because he could.
0: <laughs> he, he got, you got cut off. Yeah. And he wasn't even drunk. He's just got that gene. He's got yeah. that drinking gene.
1: He's got the he's got the Dave Spears.
0: Well, I know we're doing a podcast with uh Andy Villanueva and, and Caitlin Free. I don't know what the they name It's called. Of it is. Huh?
1: What's it called? I know they changed the name. I, or at least I thought they did. Maybe
0: they didn't. I'm having trouble finding it. I'm not having any luck finding it, (laughs) but we're going to be on. Oh, yeah. I'll be on my best behavior.
1: As always, you know.
0: I try to say nothing too controversial.
1: I think I'm supposed to be on another one, too, on Thursday. Oh my God! There's a lot of horse racing podcasts. There is. Well, at least you know we don't do one for every big race pick four out there. <laughs>
0: non big race, non hard.
1: Every yeah, there's something to do like six or seven a day that I I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah. it's a little bit of overexposure, like to the sun. You Get overexposed too much, you get burned. Right, you
1: got to keep it in moderation, just like everything. Like the whip rule, moderation. Podcast, moderation.
0: No picks, though. No picks. They we might want ask us them. to make picks, or, or very do. few picks. What are they going to? What are we going to do if they ask us to make picks? We're going to have to make picks. I'm sure Big, we don't make picks on the Big Monday show. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure
0: they'll ask <laughs> us for the Belmont. <laughs> so we don't make picks in the Big Monday show, but very rarely is a card drawn when we do the Big Monday yeah, show. Yeah, but we, we do it, it on
1: Big Wednesday.
0: <laughs> 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 Asterisk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wednesdays only. Wednesdays,
0: that's right. Big mid- racing days. We're a midweek picker.
1: Right. Breeders' Cup. That's really going to be interesting this year.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, boy, that's going to be nuts.
0: Yeah, I, I want to know, is NBC Sports Network still going to be around or are they going to shut it down before then? That's, that's a question I, I wish I had to call someone from the Breeders' Cup and try to get some sort of answer on, like, what the plan is on that. Because, I mean, I know NBC's got some other scrub channels, you know, Speaking
1: of which, this I, is this this is how crazy my household is. My daughter knows that the whole order of Australia thing really dung me. So what she's done is she knows where to find it on the DVR and has it set to that race. And when I annoy her, she plays it. Wow. That's that's a little, you know that's real salty. That is very salty. And she says, How do you like that, Dad? and runs off.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's you
1: know. That's normal here. That's hurtful. Oh, like that's okay. That
0: sounds like something her mom would do.
1: <laughs> no, she don't care. <laughs> I think Breezy knows more than than anybody else.
0: Yeah, I I try to always give you the benefit of the doubt. I blame it on Amber.
1: Nah, Amber don't care. She's like, whatever, man.
0: Like, I mean, they could show it on, like, CNBC, right? Well, they can't show it on Friday, right? The the market's open. So. Uh,
1: Maybe they could do, like. uh...
0: The Golf Channel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> maybe they do like the the ncaa tournament have it on like four different channels or one race per channel uh, like yeah you got to watch the british cup mile on <laughs> on channel a
0: well this is the networks they have they have bravo ooh, the nbc which won't work e which i don't think they'll do oxygen
1: ooh, that's a good one
0: yeah. isn't that oprah yeah, so if we want to make like every race like a, a daytime drama,
1: talk about the feelings before and after the race. Telemundo,
0: like they should. definitely we should do. Just do it in Spanish. Telemundo. Get, get our
1: boy Darwin.
0: Darwin can host it. The USA Network. I remember when the USA Network used to do was the NBA. dope.
1: It they, was so good at one point.
0: They used to have the NBA. Can you believe that? USA? Yes. I don't, even, I don't even know. That
1: was in the 80s. I think.
0: Yeah, that was in the way back.
1: No, the only thing USA was good for when I was a kid was the Cartoon Express. Yeah. I used to watch cartoons on there. They
0: have the sci-fi.
1: And then they used to show like really bad B movies and call it like USA After Hours or something. And I remember that when I was a kid.
0: I have some odd... Remembrance of a USA Network show uh, game. The Spurs, when they were playing at the Hemisphere.
1: Oh, my against, God.
0: Against, um, I can't remember if it was Sacramento or Chicago. Ray, Reggie Theus was the.
1: Probably Sacramento.
0: Yeah, I think it was Sacramento. Reggie Theus was like the, the main attraction to the game. the, the big I mean, star. rookie of
1: the year, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, Theus. UNLV, Reggie Theus. But um, yeah, I, I just don't know what's going to happen with the with the uh, with the Breeders' Cup on uh, on NBC when they get rid of NBC Sports Network. Well, you I'm sure see, they'll show it on Peacock.
1: You want to see a bunch of mad people?
0: I'm, I'm sure it'll be on the streaming service now because they can have it on TV and have it on streaming service. I would assume, right?
1: That's right. what I figured they would do, but
0: but I mean, they'll they'll they'll
1: certainly have the. Uh... <clears throat> The, you know, but the, I thought they were—they—they they had like a contract though, where they had to show it on television. I guess maybe
0: who knows. And I, I, when they signed that contract, I'm sure no one thought that the NBC Sports Network would be like going, you know, away.
1: I remember they signed like a 10-year contract
0: or something. But but NBC is, is definitely is going big into streaming. So like Fox isn't. Fox is is still you know stick with Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, well, hopefully, with, Fox with Sports. It, works.
1: If it ever ends up on Fox Sports Breeders Club, hopefully, they won't preempt it for college baseball, motorcycle
0: racing, or oh, surfing that was the other one. Surfing pro surfing from Waikiki. I remember the early days of ESPN, man. <laughs> <laughs> They would put... Bowling anything. was on an awful lot. They would put... When anything. they were new. I remember Australian rules football. We'd sit there and watch and try to figure out what the hell was going on. And, you know, back then, you couldn't just Google things, right? No. So, like, there was no was, way of, of... They knew something, of, something was, about it. No, there was no way of looking it up. And they were taking, like, the Australian feed, right? It wasn't like an American yeah, they weren't version <laughs> of, of the thing. It was, it was it was straight from Australia. So, they were televising it, just like everybody knew what was going on. And the guys had these... These little flags, they used to stand. It was kind of like half rugged. It was weird, but it was kind of strangely entertaining. It was
1: absolutely entertaining.
0: I remember they used to have NBA Summer League games, and it looked like they were playing in high schools. I think they literally were playing in high schools. The CFL, that's where I first saw Warren Moon. The first time I ever saw the Wave. Oh, the was
1: Argonauts, the Flutie.
0: At, uh, uh, the Edmonton Eskimos. But... Um,
1: wasn't Rocket Ismail on the on the Argonauts too? He, I think he was at the same time. I think,
0: but uh, yeah, they, they had the, they had CFL games on. The ESPN still has CFL games on.
1: Yeah, they're strange.
0: But it's just then, so the the field had, is like, so wide, it's just it boggles my mind. It like it messes with my head. You know what really drives me crazy about CFL games? It's it's when the receivers are in motion and they're going towards the line of scrimmage before the ball snapped. Like they they do that timing thing. It just, oh it, yeah, it, <laughs> they do that with uh,
1: arena football too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it just looks a little bit strange. But man, they used to have they used to have all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, the NBA draft used to be on USA Network. I think. Yes, I remember that. And be on a daytime, It'd be on like a Tuesday, like a Tuesday at like one. And night. nobody cared. <laughs> Not only like the sick people like us would be watching it, you know. But it's 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 nuts how everything has gone. And that, that's when they used to have like three or four rounds.
1: Right, it was four rounds at that yeah. point. And now it
0: used to be like eleven rounds.
1: And it's two now, and like the second rounders, you could just forget about.
0: <laughs> right, have to have the guys drafting. Don't even make the team. The guys have never even you know come over to just drafting stash guys. But uh, you know who. Guys whose rights get traded four different times but never actually set foot in America.
1: It was like Weber. Chris Weber when he got drafted. Was he traded twice? I know he was with Orlando. Uh
0: who was it the other day it was they're talking about that that's because uh that was traded twice. Um oh DeAndre Hunter.
1: Yeah, Hunter he
0: traded twice to get he was drafted four Atlanta, but it had to go through like two different teams. It was some kind of complicated. Deal. But
1: Kobe and Vlade Divac,
0: yeah, everyone forgets. Kobe was actually drafted Hornet. by the by the Hornets. Hornets just said, "You know what? We changed our mind. <laughs> We're going to stick with Kobe." And and supposedly Calipari tells everybody that he wanted to draft him at at number eight, but. Uh, they wound up drafting Carrie Kittles.
1: Ooh, that worked out pretty good.
0: Yeah, just a slight mis- miscalculation. It happens. A, well, you see, two hundred fifty thousand dollars yearlings all the time, and in twenty fives.
1: It drives people nuts.
0: Our version of the draft. Well, like I said, it's been a fine weekend, and, uh, you know, Paco's going to be a mammoth soon, so all hell's going to break loose, though. We can talk about the Belmont. The Belmont, is the Belmont next week? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so, at least we have the Belmont to talk about. It's funny, we didn't talk a bit about the Belmont. The Belmont is... I don't even know who's in it. <laughs> five days away. I,
1: I saw that.
0: I, guess I saw that he's these, not in
1: it. Th- there was there was no horses since this is the first time since 2010 that there wasn't a horse that ran in all three races.
0: That was uh, Steve Bick said that uh, that someone had told him that. So that's a good thing.
1: <laughs> and that's
0: all because Keep Me in Mind doesn't isn't running. Yeah. Ooh. Well, we're willing really to miss him. Um Brooklyn Strong. Oh boy. Oh, they made the right choice. They're not running him. I mean he's you know, they rushed him to to, to run the derby. He was kind of an ill suited spot and he didn't do any running and you know, I mean running into Belmont at this point just doesn't do anything like True. And you see, uh Helium opted for a softer spot and didn't get it done. Yeah, where's that guy? Where's that Canadian guy that was that smack? <laughs> you know what? He, he's right. I shouldn't have made him 100 to 1. He should have been 1,000 to 1.
1: <laughs> oh, Bezos ran okay. I think that's, that, that's he, what the what He did, go.
0: but, I, you know, I, I think he, that, like. He's going like, to
1: finish second and third in a lot of
0: races. You know what happens, though, with horses like him? He really needs a pace to run into, and he's really kind of a one-run type horse. And they look at the race, and they're like, shit, there's no speed. And the the funny thing is the race was won by uh, the Judmont horse that was last early. Yep. And, you know, sometimes I think that – and it's hard. I I get when you're sitting there and you're like, shit, I don't want to get too far behind and then have him just run run on to be, uh, you know, third because – Especially when you are eight to five, but but helium had no excuse. So.
1: No. no, great and trip. Everything.
0: Fox has got another three-year-old that can run. Uh, Bango. Bango was my my key play for Churchill. Bango. It is it is, it is. it is. It is. bad though. Like the sprint division. Like Bango got a ninety bar the other day, winning that race, and the horse who won the triple bend. Someone said the triple bend so bad it should be called the double bend. <laughs> <laughs> um. Got like a 93. Like, I had a couple horses that if they were in those races, they would look like Secretariat. that had been so far ahead. They, Battle One could run 108, 110 buyers like nothing. Strength and ran 115 buyer one time. These guys oh. the Aristides, I, I ran uh, Battle One and the Aristides and, and, and freaking uh, uh, what's his name? level playing field. We got BD run like 109 buyer. I ran like 107 and lost, you know, 107 and two. But, I mean, it's like the sprinters are just not. And, and Bangle came out of the race on Derby Day, the sprint on Derby Day. Um, and he ran good that day. He was, he was in that picture, you know, the five or six of them across the track there. I, I was I couldn't understand why he wasn't getting played more because the Aristides was basically like a high level allowance race like hardly any of the horses were even running in stake races most of them were running in in in, uh, in races with numbers next to their name not not names next to their name so uh, and of course they made that Cassie horse the favorite again I threw him out again and he ran up the track again so. I don't know the sprint division is is, is not